Hello and welcome to the Merocast, the show that puts you on the fast track to business confidence. When you become an entrepreneur, it's important to know why you're doing it and what you want to achieve. You need to have a mission and a purpose. This week's guest explains why this is essential, probably more effectively than anyone else I've interviewed. So joining me in this episode is the fantastic Masami Sato, best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and founder and CEO of a global giving movement connecting businesses and charity organisations all around the world. What's that all about? Well, I'll let her tell you the story. So I run an initiative called B1G1, and it's a unique name. <laughs> it actually stands for the idea of buy one, give one, which was the origin um, of our work. Um, so what happened was... Um, being an entrepreneur, like I started my very first business like 22 years ago, and I started the you know, food business at that time because I was passionate about food, just like all the other entrepreneurs who have passion in different things. So, you know, we all uh, decided to start a business. Then what happened was over the years when my business was developing and the, the reason, primary reason why I started my business was because I wanted to make a difference. You know, I wanted to uh, create a great business that added great value, but at the same time, I wanted to give back and I wanted to help people who didn't have the same kind of privilege, like children who, who don't have access to nutrition or a safe home. Or, so that was the reason why I started our business. But then I found it really difficult because, you know, as a busy business in people, <laughs> we all have lots of priorities. And sometimes like making a difference or doing something good, or that gets pushed to the uh, end of the list on a day-to-day basis yes, and yes. you know we end up saying like oh one day when we become really successful or more sales or more you know <laughs> time like when we have more time or so we end up delaying right so then one day this simple idea came to me and then I thought what if instead of trying to do big thing one day we did something small but did mm. every day and then in my own food company, because we were selling frozen, you know, packaged frozen meals uh, that was like environmental, organic and all that healthy. And but um, we thought, you know, for every meal we sold, then we wanted to give a meal, like allocate a small portion of proceeds to provide a meal to um, street children who didn't have access to, you know, healthy food. And so we start when we started to implement the concept of this micro impact, adding micro impact to our work on a day to day basis. I realized that there's so much power to this idea. And then eventually, um, after a while, I realized that actually in the world, there are lots of other caring businesses and people you know, who had a different aspiration and desire. So we thought, what if this way of making an impact was so easy to do? You know, mm. and all the businesses participated in doing so together, then we could actually transform all kinds of problems together. So we sold, um, I sold my company then um, in Australia, then moved to Singapore to start B1J1 as a global initiative. And today B1J1 works with thousands of businesses and they um, have together created more than 310 million giving impacts so far. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's our work. <laughs> that, that is, I mean, well, that's just a mind blowing first answer for, for a start. So thank you for, for, for that. Can I take you back though, to the moment just mm. before you had that idea, which resulted in B1G1, 
what sort of person were you at that point? Were you, you ran a food company and mm. did you see yourself as an entrepreneur at that point? Had you, was it just something you fell into? I'm just interested in before, <laughs> before that moment you know, of in, inspiration. Yeah. What, tell me about the Masami immediately before that moment. What, where were you going in your life at that point? What were you hoping to do before this amazing idea came along? <laughs> well, actually, um, right before, you know, it, it, instead of like talking about right before the idea came to me, um, I think I want to go back a little bit uh, backward, sure. like to the, the early days of my life, because um, I would have never, you know, when I was growing up in Japan, <laughs> I would have never imagined that one day I would be somewhere outside of Japan, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, running an initiative or a business or organization that work with a lot of people, you know, from around the world. So I would have never imagined that because um, I was a very shy and quiet child growing up, and uh, I was never sure about how to express myself. And so, um, it, but interestingly, like uh, my grandparents used to run a family business in Tokyo. And so growing up, I saw them running their own family business. So that was kind of one influence over my entrepreneurial like uh, idea. And then um, another thing that impacted me was the traveling time I had in my youth. So after I finished studying, um, I became this global backpacker traveling around the world um, without the ability to even be able to speak English. So during that time, um, I started to see like the uh, wonder of the world <laughs> that yeah. uh, you know, there are so many different cultures and people looked and seemed different, but we had so much in common. And then also I started to be uh, painfully aware of the fact that uh, there are so many people in the world who just didn't have even access to very basic resources or opportunities. So I always wondered like, you know, why things were happening and why we were all doing what we were doing. And so I was very curious. So that kind of like naturally took me to the entrepreneurship um, time. But the thing was, um, for me, the motivation of starting a business wasn't, you know, really just about like uh, starting a business to make money. And for me, it was about doing something to um, uh, contribute to the people who had very little. And that was driven by my uh, feeling about being a parent myself. And so I had a young kid (laughs) at that time when we started to be one to one. So, you know, like, so for me, like being a parent and then being an entrepreneur was the status of me just before we started this initiative but I've always been very curious and uh, wondered you know about why of everything that was happening in in the world and today I think that is still probably the same (laughs) I like to learn so there was a bit of a a, a background influence with the family business Mm. your grandparents there was a bit of wanderlust and sort of traveling around and seeing the world with open Mm -hmm. eyes and then of course you know when you became you know a mum then obviously you're you're thinking as as we all do when we become parents you you start to think see life through a different perspective But, but one thing I wonder is is that when you had this idea for B1 G1 and you sort of suddenly thought you know why don't we make one and then give one and and so on now that's a great idea but there's so many people have great ideas 
and then they don't go anywhere or they just stay in a on a piece of paper or or in your head or or they disappear from your head and never sort of seen mm. again what made this one difference was it you did you was it you mentioned your curiosity was it you just couldn't if you got an idea you can't let it go and you can't let it go i'm interested in what what was it about you or the circumstance which made you think actually i'm going to push this and push this and push this so there are two parts to that. The first one was why I even like in the first place started a business rather than just working for a company and, you know, making living. Uh, that was, you know, as I said, after I became a mom. And then what I realized for the first time at that time, because uh, I, I I really didn't have a really like a, a happy childhood, like a fulfilled childhood, because I didn't really feel like um, we had enough time and the connection within the family. My parents were very busy. So I didn't even plan to one day create a family at that time. But when I gave birth and then um, felt so connected with this little thing, um, I also thought about the children and the people I connected to during my traveling time. And then I realized that actually my daughter was just a, a little bit lucky to be born in certain circumstance where, you know, I uh, wanted to do my best to make sure that she would have uh, access to, um, you know, all the opportunities and happy life. But then I thought their other kids um, didn't have that. And if like it was uh, happening to my own child, then if everybody in the world said, you know, we actually can't solve all of the problems, so we're not going to do anything, and <laughs> sorry, then uh, uh, what, what, what happens? And so at that time, like uh, doing something more than just taking care of my family became very, really important to me. And so I took, took the opportunity to start a business. So taking action and then the next moment is when the idea of b1j1 came to me and then why like uh did we persist and pursue this uh, uh endeavor was also again the same right because the reason why we started the business wasn't just oh let's start a business and make money <laughs> we had a, a, a you know mission and also purpose behind why we were doing what we were doing. So when I saw the opportunity to really like create this, uh, to make this a reality, but the, rather than thinking about this is what I do, like thinking about this is what we can do together with a lot of great business people out there, um, I felt it was um, a privilege <laughs> to be able to take action and somehow like when we started to talk about it when we started to meet with people um, even though in the early days there was nothing really like we didn't have the great uh, system the platform that we have today or we didn't have a lot of projects you know today we have hundreds of projects um, that we work with but then in the early days we we just had an idea <laughs> yeah. but somehow when we talked about the idea we just connected with some amazing people and I guess like those are the people who empowered and encouraged us to um, take action and keep going and yeah yeah I mean I'm, I'm really interested in this idea of your your mission and your purpose and you know and I think most people can see if they read even a little bit about B1 G1 can see a really such that strong sense of of, of mission and purpose but 
also you said that you know when you were younger you were shy mm. and you were quiet mm. and did that mission and purpose sort of carry you through if you glumble because there must have been some people who said I'm not sure we can do anything to help you or people who mm. knocked you back and said actually no we can't do anything most people are kind and encouraging but then then again that nothing may happen with some of those people as, as well so so did, was it the mission and purpose that that carried you through that helped you keep going or was it or was it easy because you be, so believed in the in the mission and purpose yeah well I guess like um, the first question about like, you know, I was a shy um, child, but what drove me to actually do what I do today? I guess like it's simpler. Um, So what happened uh, was when I couldn't communicate with others really well, like uh, when I was growing up in Japan, I was probably more worried about doing the right thing or saying the right thing <laughs> to other people's perspectives. But when I um, lost the ability to communicate in my own language when I was traveling, and I was in all kinds of really vulnerable situations when I was traveling, right? So only thing you could do at that time, because you didn't have much money, you didn't have a, you know local knowledge or even the language to communicate in the right way, all I could do was to let go. And when I let go of the expectation (laughs) to try to communicate properly and just be open and uh, be grateful and, uh, you know, just enjoy the moment, um, that made the entire communication um, uh, much more joyful. So I guess like sometimes like letting go could be uh, the way forward because when we don't um, feel confident, you know, when we feel like, oh, it's, you know, we're not ready to start this or uh, this is a great idea, but there must be lots of people already working on this or doing this. Or, so when we rationalize and then, you know, start worrying and start thinking about things or start always trying to do the things in the right to perfect ways, or then we might never take action. But when we actually let go of that expectation and then think about, so, okay, for now, what will be the thing that I could do and we could do? And then to just to put that action in place or, you know, connect with one person, talk with another person. Like, so sometimes letting go can be very, very powerful in that sense, like more than sense of mission and purpose, even though those are very important things as well. And and what is it that uh, it, it, you know? In spite of the things that we've been talking about, mission and purpose, there are, there is the day to day of mm. of running a business and and so on. Were there things that you thought this is easy and I'm a natural at doing this, or were there things that you found really tough? I mean, for mm. me, it's things like mm. you know doing the accounts and you know and, <laughs> and you know, doing some of the numbers and so on. But are there things yeah. that you where you think, yeah, I'm really strong at this, and other areas where you think, mm, yeah, I might get somebody else to do that. Yeah, of course, of course, because we are all different. So, uh, you know, then that's the magic of it, that uh, we naturally come with different interests, qualities, skills, or, you know, uh, natural personality and competency. So uh, the reality is that no single person can be good at everything or enjoy doing everything. So when we have that um, perspective and understanding and being okay with that, then um, we, you know, really value and uh, uh, treasure other people, right? Like who are actually good at doing the things we are not good at doing. And then 
uh, they even enjoy doing those things <laughs> as well. So the more we understand better about our strengths and then do more of that, but also finding people who are good at other things and then really like appreciate them <laughs> and then uh, let the other people take care of the things that they are good at doing. Then mm. that will that, that will naturally make everybody's work more enjoyable as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm not sure you answered the question really. You said what well, I was going to say, what were you not so good at then? <laughs> so. mm. Oh, well, I, like I, there, there are lots of things. <laughs> lots of things like well I guess like I the, the things that I love the most is being creative and thinking about ideas and um but the, what I may not be really good at uh could be like following through like uh with the processes uh you know the, the, on the day-to-day and uh, uh managing things properly like to completion and uh so so in the, those kind of areas, it's great to have other team members yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, who, who, who actually are very, really good at doing those things. Yeah. So I great. totally, yeah, own the shortcomings. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, we, we've all we, we've all we've all got them. It's just I, I think it's an encouragement though to people maybe listening to this show to know that we are all you know um, there is this image out there certainly in the British media that if you do entrepreneurs then you're you're very outgoing you're extrovert you're good at everything you're outgoing. Mm-hmm. and actually the truth is not like that at all that that mm-hmm. there's lots of introverted entrepreneurs there's lots of people yeah. who are, who are not very good at some things, but they recognize when they're not good at certain things and they get people in to to sort of help them uh, in the, in those areas. I mean, let's focus on the on the things that you're really, really good at. You're talking about the creativity uh, side of things. I think a lot of people would be interested in the area of creativity. I'm I'm in my my business is all around content creation. So I I have a, a lot of views on on getting ideas and keeping ideas and sort of nesting do you when you when you have a, a great idea you know um and i'm sure you've had many great ideas since the original you know great idea of b1g1 but but what do you do do you sort of do you find a way to sort of keep it do you write it down somewhere do you do you have a little scrapbook of ideas that you kind of i'm just i'm sure listeners would be interested to know is what do you do to sort of nurture ideas to make the business better or or to head off in new directions Mm. And and it's depending on the type of ideas. Like sometimes, like I get the uh, most spontaneous like ideas when I'm running because <laughs> I like to run in the morning uh, normally. And then when uh, so that th- those kind of ideas are something that I might uh, write down somewhere and then uh, park it somewhere or go and then talk about with somebody, bounce off the ideas. Um, but then there are different. Types of ideas too, which is like day to day improvement, you know, or solving the problems, specific problems. So uh, those would be more about like, uh, you know, creating opportunities to listen to people of the challenges that they face and then coming up with a better way to improve like all sort of little things um, surrounding us. Because if we make lots of small, mis- uh, you know, improvements, then that would. Um, create a greater you know improvement and impact so they don't need to be a massive idea or game-changing idea but it could be a lot of little ideas so uh, those ones like I might capture it in different areas so yeah so there are storage of ideas (laughs) Um, but then sometimes yeah 
uh, you know, it's easy to have a lot of ideas and hold on to it, but don't act. So it's also important that um, sometimes like when the idea comes, then we just find a way to bounce off ideas and put into action. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now we want to give our listeners the confidence they need to succeed. I mean, is there a particular single message or you could have two or three messages if you like, you know, that you would give to them about how, you know, somebody who is starting up a, uh, a business of any sort really mm-hmm. should sort of bear in mind and th- that would give them the confidence that they need to to make a success of it. And um, I'm sure like that in terms of entrepreneurial success or business success, there will be whole you know, a uh, range of uh, recommendations and advice, right? People can get then all the content uh, about how to succeed with digital marketing or <laughs> fundraising. Or so, yeah. I- I'm sure. Like practically, there are lots of great expert um, recommendations, so people can research that. But for me, like if we are to nail down to really simple you know like uh essence of what what makes the biggest difference then i guess for me um enjoyment is the one that matters probably the most because um you know when we were trying to make something work um it's easy to get caught up in the like execution and then um probably like you know, we, we we even if we are doing sometimes really good things, we might uh, stop enjoying the work. So mm-hmm. it's easy at the beginning to be excited about the business journey, but if we are to continue to do something in the long run, then uh, to you know the the one thing that matters really a lot and almost the most is the fact that we actually takes the joy and the sense of meaning in what we do because mm-hmm. it's a long haul, you know, like day-to-day problems will come up. And, uh, you know, even when we once succeed, uh, in a sense, uh, there could be a new obstacles ahead of us. So um, it is really, for me, about um, really understanding, like, why we are doing what we are doing, and then to um, align with that so that on the day-to-day basis, we can feel more connected to that and feel the sense of meaning and purpose, as well as the joy of, you know, doing things together with people um, uh, we are surrounded by. Yeah. Okay. That's a brilliant, brilliant answer. Can I ask you, is that, do you in your own sort of development on mm. your own journey and mm. to make sure that you keep on enjoying what you're doing, do you have... Mm a sort of mentor or a coach you know sometimes we talk to listeners and and they're asking the questions about yeah. finding mentors and coaches is that is that something you have used yourself to to get further inspiration mm, yes yes i do i i didn't for really quite some long time <laughs> that i was just like really busy doing things and then I didn't try to have mentors, but then uh, through the journey, I learned like a lot of people actually talked about the mentors that they had and how they impacted you. So um, I, I actually like uh, today, I regard some of the you know amazing business people as my mentors and then uh, try to have a kind of periodic conversations with them. And sometimes like I might have a really specific questions to them. But other times it could be just like regular check-in because just by listening to um, their, you know, their their ideas and experiences of those people that I really admire as great leaders, 
um, and the business people, then I can learn so much more um, than uh, just to, you know learning from like uh, existing contents books or you know. <laughs> uh, so yeah so I definitely think um, mentors and the role models are very important um, to yeah. to have. Okay, and it's it's interesting. I found in my own experience that sometimes it's the act of you you hear yourself talking about a challenge to a mentor and just actually making it come out of your head and through your mouth and mm. out into the outside world really helps because you hear yourself saying it and you think well actually I'm not sure I'm right about that or maybe I should think about it before the mentors actually even said anything and then the mentor you know sort of can, comes back and gives that alternative view of, of of things and is like you know objective so it's 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 fascinating to 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 have that sort of mentor experience now let me let me move on and say what are you up to now because i know the world of b1g1 is you know ever evolving is there anything that you're working on or want to talk about now that you're particularly particularly excited about mm. i think now you know being at the end of at the beginning <laughs> of the year uh, is a great time to you know think about what's ahead of us and uh, i feel like the you know, previous year, 2022, was probably the one of the toughest years I've ever experienced in my entrepreneurship journey, actually. So, um, and uh, there were lots of learnings. And uh, part of that is because also the world is going through like a really interesting and very, very important time right now. And I guess like what we can make happen together collectively moving forward is actually really critically important in um, ensuring that we would have a good future, you know, and for our ne next generations to have. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like 2023 is going to be a really important and great and exciting year because uh, with the things that we learned, we can actually start to make things in a new ways. So, yeah, so I, I think that, you know, I'm very curious about what everybody is thinking and feeling at this point of time. And what they have in plan, like, you know, you might have a great plan for um, 2023. Uh, but yeah, we definitely uh, um, really like, uh, uh, you know, looking forward to, to this year. Okay, great. If, um, if Masami, if people want to find out more about you, you know, I, I went online and I sort of saw your 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 TED speaking and mm. yeah, various things. But if, if other people want to find out more about you or, or get in touch or get in touch with or find out more about B1G1, I mean, what's the best way for them yes. to, to do that? Yeah, so if you are interested in um, adding extra sense of meaning and purpose and also great impacts to your business, like if you are from a company, then you can go to b1j1.com. And or if you want to um, personally like connect with me or um, follow me, or then LinkedIn is the place where I spend more time in. So you can find me on LinkedIn. Okay, that's great. Um, all that remains is for me to say, um, Masami Sato, thank you so much for, for doing this interview. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Well, all our guests have had a unique story to tell, and Masami is no different. Her entrepreneurial journey is truly inspiring and stems from wanting to make a difference and giving back to others. To me, she was particularly brilliant at explaining the importance of micro-impacts, how letting go can be the way forward, and why enjoyment of what you do is essential to your success in a business. Thanks so much, Masami. And thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate and review through your usual podcast provider. 
And if you want to find out more about the Merricast or our business Meribor Media, you can find us on LinkedIn or email me at trevor.meriden at meribormedia.co.uk or find me on LinkedIn. Don't forget to join us for our next episode. But until then, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.